Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going, going. The big leagues. Going, going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat! Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome into the hot corner for a must be a Wednesday, as it's always, always a Wednesday. It is a beautiful day. I believe we are nearing the end of hot corner after dark for a month or two, right? Although Maybe I did, like only like a half of a segment or something. Although I did spend most of today thinking it was Thursday. Yeah, we were in so earlier that's not great. doing the podcast and you were like, see you tomorrow. And I was like, tomorrow. <laughs> I don't even think you said that. You were like, or tonight. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sick. What are we doing? Are we getting drinks tonight? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Celebrating the last few days before shutdown happens again? And then you realized, oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> I've got this baseball show to do tonight. I know. I'm the guy who says it's always a Wednesday, and I forgot it was Wednesday. And it's a beautiful Wednesday. And it's going to be a beautiful Thursday just like a Wednesday tomorrow. Yeah, it's not bad out. Uh, it's it's overcast, so people don't realize that it's 70 degrees outside. Yeah, I wore shorts today for a reason. I checked the temp. It was going to be warm. I did not. I went short sleeve, um, but I went, uh, I went I went jeans today. This is a very strange thing to admit, but I like strange. I am very. I, I have random things I'm very OCD about, and it's just a mental thing. But when summer starts or the warm weather starts, I switch to wearing shorts. And once I switch to wearing shorts, I do not want to wear long pants if I don't have to. Right. Okay. I hate it. Okay. And then the same thing goes when it starts getting cold. I switch to jeans 
And once I've switched, I put the shorts away for the winter and I'm not wearing shorts out, you know, basketball shorts at home, whatever this year, because of it being April and because it was a random week and a half of 75 degrees, I went shorts and then went back to jeans because it was cold this weekend and cooler again earlier this week. That is the very strange thing. I'm I'm sure for most people, but for me, it was a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't go that route. Uh, I tend to, I don't really put clothes away for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be because I'm born and raised in the Northwest. You seem to wear a warmer clothes more frequently anyway. Like you wear long pants and jackets, even if it's warmer out. Yeah, I like, I have a jacket with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't even wear it. It's 70 degrees. And I stopped by my house before I came down here and picked it up specifically. I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm leaving the station and, you know, that 17 seconds it takes to get from the door to the truck, maybe it'll be a little chilly. <laughs> it'll be a little chilly and need that little jacket. And you put it on for 12 seconds and then take it right <clears throat> back off again once you got inside? No, because you get inside the truck and you put the AC on. Duh. Oh, well then, okay. But if you need the AC, then why are you wearing a jacket? You want the you want the cold. You want to feel it. You want to cool off. No, I think I just want the continuous airflow i am a guy that drives with his windows down frequently Mm. although it's difficult because i don't have uh automatic windows yeah my car is old (laughs) yes it is and uh you do want a new car after all i am going to buy a new car but the current one that i have uh it's all manual all of it except for the power steering that's automatic if that counts as automatic look at me talking about cars (laughs) I know nothing. <clears throat> I know nothing either. I'm uh, in danger. Yeah. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> and so I roll down the window, and sometimes when I want the nice cross breeze, I got to, like, lift up the center console and somehow maneuver to get over to undo the window with my seatbelt on, and I'm too short to really reach, and it's probably a massive hazard on the road. And I really only do it on the freeway at high speeds. You here? I'm here. Sorry. You, here? you I, sure you're here? Sorry. You, I am really, 1080 the fan. I got, Thank I got you. Com- I got completely sucked into completely a terrible possession by the Blazers. Transfixed by a terrible possession <laughs> in the NBA in a game where a team is leading by almost 30. Yes. Sorry. I apologize. I struggle with having my windows open on the highway because it's really, really loud. I did it once because... That's when you just crank that music up, baby. I, I had a weird experience where I, I, for whatever reason, I had the windows open in my car <laughs> and I got on the highway and I was just like... I I realized how loud it was and it was actually hurting my ears. So I was like, why am I doing this? Why are my windows open? Like, I think it was one of those where I got outside and I was like, wow, it's beautiful. I'm going to open my windows while I'm driving. And instead I hated it and closed them immediately. I like this text Martin stadium clothing. Damn right. Well, Martin stadium clothing. Isn't that just like winter clothing? Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy, man. It's tough, dude. It's cold. That's why we have a dome in Syracuse, so we're not to be in the snow. A dome. You guys play football in a basketball stadium. No, we play basketball in a football stadium. Whatever. Then you just swap it. It's a it's a football stadium, <clears throat> and the basketball court goes in one end zone. <laughs> this is so dumb. But large crowds. Not for the women's team. Well, okay. Actually, yeah, for the women's team. Did you read the story today? No. Oh. I'm getting the numbers mixed up, but it's definitely in the teens. Either 11 or 12 women have transferred from the Syracuse basketball program. Mm. Okay. We out. I mean, there's a ton of transfers going on in college sports. I don't know if there's anything. The whole team? The whole team, Michael. I don't know. Just we gone. I don't know. I'm not into this whatsoever. I don't know. I didn't see that story, no. 
I don't follow Syracuse women's basketball. Clearly. Does that make me a bad person? Follow your own team. My team made the tournament for the first time in years, dude. I mean, my team makes the tournament every year, and they lose in the first or second round every year. That sounds like white privilege. (laughs) It's usually because they're an eight seed and then play Mm -hmm. UConn in the second round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, you get in the East? Yeah. You just get, like, hosed. Yeah. (laughs) Like, every year. Yep. We need people to travel to this game, so let's make sure to put them in the East. But we get we get UConn every year. Yeah, well, suck it. <laughs> things, That's usually what happens. Things kind of suck. We got a wild week and week and a half coming up here on the fan as far as the old switcheroo. Yeah, I feel like everyone forgot <clears throat> the NFL draft was this week and or didn't care, so everyone's out. I sure did, and I was like, ah, I'm doing AJ and Dusty for the next five days or so. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with Dusty today, and I was like, yeah, what do you want to do tomorrow? He's like... Ah, it should be pretty easy. And I'm like, well, yeah, man. Like, you and I get along. You know, we've done stuff before. Yeah, this will be great. And he's like, well, you know, because of the draft. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I should probably do some <clears throat> research. Oh, crap. <laughs> All that highly anticipated. Who's going number one? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is coming out of college. He's not staying at, at Clemson. I really thought he could have done something one more year at Clemson. Really padded that NFL profile. I don't know how to react to this. What do you mean? <clears throat> I know you're being <clears throat> a smartass, but I'm, I don't know how to react. But I'm also, I am being a smartass, but I'm also not wrong. Trevor Lawrence could benefit from one more year in college. Nah, he, he doesn't need another year in college. Why not? Get another title? Get that elusive Heisman? He's the surefire number one overall pick, dude. Yeah, but... Uh... You go to Jacksonville. Potentially generational talent. Yeah, let them take Mac Jones at one, and then you can go, you know, to the Giants next year. (laughs) What? Your Broncos. I don't know, man. Well, my Broncos will be fine. Yeah, you got the gloves, man. We got the gloves. Can't wait for another average quarterback, but hey. Didn't cost you anything. At least he's better than Drew Locke. That's true. As a trade, it was great. I know. Like, this is one one of those trades that doesn't really matter, but actually has decent ripple effects throughout the NFL. Yeah, it, it clearly does. means Denver's not pumped on Drew Locke. Well, yeah, that was obvious. It means that Carolina's going with Sam Darnold. Yes. And is Teddy Bridgewater overrated or underrated? I can't tell. I think Teddy Bridgewater is perfectly rated, and that is literally the most average quarterback known to man. We'll take him, but if you want him, I got friends like that. He's You're a like, quarterback did you, that did, nobody did, wants did and that invi- everybody wants. Did you invite Joe? And you're like, yeah, I invited Joe. And they're like, oh, okay. Did you invite Joe? No, I didn't invite Joe. Oh, okay. Not Fish. Fish comes to all my parties. Mm. He's, all, he, all those COVID he's parties A-list. that you have? Joe's A-list. There are parties? <laughs> I want to go to a party. Well, no, he, he actually, he invites you to a party. I actually kind of want to go to a party, Why are you blowing his cover too. like that? Is there a barbecue coming up or something? Yeah, dude, you and me on the patio. Just, Just the me two and of you. No, Mike? I'll tell you what. I barbecue some mean I'm, tofu. I'm D-list. I barbecue some mean tofu, Joe. You will love it. I'm out. Wait. <laughs> tofu sucks. What? Tofu doesn't suck. You yes, just don't know how to cook it. No, I've had well-cooked tofu. It sucks. Well, you don't want to cook it well. That's gross. That's like a steak. Okay, stop being a smartass. I've had I've had well-cooked <laughs> tofu. Yes, I'll just go F myself and walk out the door. <laughs> Good luck. Make sure to download beers on us. See you guys later. Hang out with my real friends. Me and Dusty and Will tomorrow. <laughs> tofu sucks. It just takes on the flavor of whatever it's cooked in, and then it has a weird consistency and texture. They're not touching the base. <laughs> well, I disagree. Mm. That's just my opinion. I agree with Mike. Everyone's honestly. entitled to their own stupid opinions. All right. Well, we're all dumb here. I had so. a bite of vegan fried chicken, though, like a fried chicken sandwich. Is it all cauliflower? 
I don't know what it was, but it was surprisingly good. Or I should say surprisingly not bad. <laughs> well, That's the better put, way to put it. Well, you get enough breading on there and you get enough sauce on there and everything <laughs> tastes like chicken. Basically. Have you ever eaten a remote control before? It tastes like chicken. <laughs> I Literally, <laughs> like when, I, when I had the bite and, you know, took a few seconds to uh, t- take it in, I literally said, tastes like chicken. Well, well. All right, they did their job. All right, they did their job. Oakley Dougley, well, we do have a baseball show lined up for you today as we'll get into a myriad of topics. Uh, hitting seems to be down in the league, so we've got that to get to look forward to. I also want to kind of get into a little bit with uh, the Mets. Boy, and, are they interesting, huh? Boy, is that, and I don't want to do it every week, but I feel like every week I come in, it's like, all right, I got stuff to say about the Mets. We got fair foul at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour. I have a great fantasy baseball strategy I came up with on the fly today. You know, I was actually thinking about dabbling in some fantasy baseball. You want to do some fantasy baseball, 745? Sure. I think it relates a little bit to the tweet that I shared with you this week as well. Cool. So let's do the fantasy baseball at 745. Go into that at 8 o'clock. That sound good to you? Sure. Yes. Well, this is like a beers on us episode. We're just spitballing here. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> uh, and the Blazers are playing the Grizzlies right now. It's at half. Blazers kind of big, but we'll keep our eyes on that. Also, the Timbers in Champions League play, so we'll keep our eyes on that as well. As I will be glued to that after I watch the Europeans play Champions League today. So we'll keep you updated on the local stuff as well. But where we start. Uh, there's a couple little news and tidbits, some kind of fun things that have happened over the last few days that I kind of want to get into first. We'll do all that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Your home. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 6 the Hot Corner, we do this bad boy every single Wednesday from 7 to 9. You can follow us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at MikeLynch27. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, PDD085. Producer Joe at JoeFish3. Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. It's a Interactive good- tasting room. It was a good one. It's a good one. There's announcements to be heard. Yes, there's a lot of really fun uh, kind of future stuff lined up. The next three weeks uh, of podcasts, four if you count this week, are are uh, pretty tasty. Yes, and they are pre-planned, which is something we have not done very much of recently because, well, thank you, COVID. Well, it's amazing what happens when you put in a, just a slight chance of effort. Like a little effort? Yeah. Is that Ochoa? Is I think it the it Mexican was. keeper? I think it is. Oh, great. We lost. Are we getting a beer of the week part two? When? I mean, like an actual beer. Like, not no, like, that's oh, not, that's not one of the announcements, <clears throat> but you'll it. need to listen to the podcast tomorrow at four to hear them. I am working on that, though. <clears throat> I am working on round two. It should happen. It should. It should. It should be great. You should uh, have a spreadsheet with all the numbers and sales you guys made because of how great your beer was and because your names were on it, and it'll just come naturally. It will become come easy. And then can I email that to sales? Would that work? No. Okay. That's your <laughs> don't push the envelope. All right. Calm all right. down there. Well, just throwing softballs here. <laughs> That's all. All you gotta do is swing. Well, it's a riser and it's hard to hit. Okay. It's literally down the pipe. Kind of like this Braves game. They're destroying the Cubs. Ten nothing. Uh you talked about we'll do fantasy at seven forty five. I got uh Chris Bryan on my fantasy team. When you look up at the Braves Cubs score and it's ten zero Braves, you're like, Well, I don't think 
uh, Chris Bryant did anything today. <laughs> That's a good way to look so at it. So I'll, uh, I'll just check in with that guy tomorrow, <laughs> assuming they play. Sadly, he's been pretty bad all year. So. That's not true. No? No, he's the 25th ranked player in Yahoo. That's weird. How you like that? Considering the Cubs weren't hitting for like four weeks. Uh, maybe when you're the only guy. Mm. You know, the Blazers suck, but Damian Lillard's good. That is true. Mostly <clears> good. Yeah. yeah. He's been playing hurt. Uh, there's a few things in basketball that I wanted to chat about. And more, mo- most excitingly, I want to start with the events that occurred last night in Toronto slash Florida as uh, Vladdy Jr., Trace Bombastos. Grand slam on the first one, and then two solo shots, correct? Correct. Turning match. went left field, center field, right field. Is that the cycle of home runs? No, because you need it inside the park. Yeah. You got to go left, center, right, and then inside the park. Correct. Is that a real thing? I think it is. Well, if it's not, we just coined it. I'm sorry. Let me get on the. I'm sure it's been. I'm sure it's been coined before. Make sure I just lock that down for some royalties. Uh, But one thing that I thought was really cool about it was. Oh, no. You are wrong. The home run cycle is when a player hits a solo, two-run, three-run, and grand slam. Oh, get out of here. That's the cycle. Oh, stop. I like left, center, right, inside. <laughs> Both are really hard to do, so it's probably never going to happen. You can't do anything about it if there's nobody on base. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Mets soon, dude. You know, like, you can't do anything about that. I haven't looked at the Jacob deGrom line, and boy, can I not wait. Because you know Eight it's going to be great. 14 Ks, one run, and they lost. Yep. Oh, something happened to my computer. A bunch of crazy stuff popped up. Oh, yeah, and Bryce Harper got hit in the face. Yeah, Bryce Harper got hit in the face, but, I mean, you know, the rest of America rejoices as long as he's okay. He was bleeding a lot. Well, you know. I guess. Sometimes people deserve to get punched in the face, you know. Well, this guy just can't stop hitting people. Is he getting tossed? <laughs> oh, you warn the benches? That's it. That's it, Joe Girardi. I'm giving you a warning. Your pitcher <laughs> has no control right now, so you better do something about it. I do love being a good angry manager rant. And Girardi got tossed. Yeah. You get it, dude. Well, he tossed the umpire first. He went, <laughs> you get out of here. You know what? You get out of here. No, you get out of here. <laughs> no, you get out of here. I did. Uh, Boone got tossed the other day because the, the umps messed up a call. Cashman was just sick of how the outfield plays. Yeah. And you could read his lips perfectly because uh, they didn't give them. He said he didn't give them enough time to do the Because his mask was up. You could read his lips. No, he didn't have a mask on. Of course he didn't. That's the joke. Well, yeah. I think he's fully vaccinated, so I don't think he has I to know, wear one I know, but now. you still need to, Michael. Well, I think the rules in baseball are that you don't. If well, you're that's dumb. Um, I think. But he, he he's running out, and he, he puts his hands over his head. He goes, you didn't give me enough time. You didn't give me enough time. And the ump says something. He goes, that's bull bleep. And then the ump says something, and he literally just screams at him, F you. <laughs> you see it like at, at the top of his lungs, he just goes, bleep you. I love a good and old. Get, and then he gets tossed. <laughs> that's like that's like when you're eight years old, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, your mom. Yeah. When you're an adult and someone yells at you, you don't have anything, you're just like, oh, yeah? F you, dude. Yeah. I'm done with you. It was just funny to see, just see it in his, like, just read his lips that well and just be like, <laughs> I know that feeling. Uh, so Vladdy goes deep three times last night, and it was one of those interesting things. Like, Max Scherzer has given up multiple home runs in a game to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Really? Yep, yep. I did not see that. It's only, uh, oh. he's he's the, I didn't, they didn't say who else it was, which leads me to believe it's like pre-1940. 
Uh, but he's like the only pitcher to give up multiple home runs to a father-son duo. That makes sense. Yeah, Jason Stark was looking I mean, at There's him. not a lot of guys who would hit multiple home runs in the game in a father-son duo anyway. Right, right, right. You know, and or it's like, and I, I think he has something like Hall of Fame. There's some Hall of Fame numbers in there as well. As Jason Stark looked at it and he had he had kind of some cool tweets and he was like, ah, you know, I don't know what Vlad Guerrero Jr. is gonna be in the future, but his dad never did that off Max Scherzer. And you're kind of like, oh, okay. Mm. He, 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 he. <laughs> but it leads me to this thought. I mean, a slim down Vladdy Jr. seems to be playing a lot more first base, which makes me a little sad. I was kind of hoping to see him in the field a little more. Well, he's not very good in the field. I understand. I understand. Well, they're hiding him at the first base. I just saw Jacob DeGrom's line. At the cold corner. It's not bad. Uh, it's not typical DeGrom, but it's... Uh, he only threw six instead of eight. And he only got nine instead of 14. Of 12. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just makes me curious. Like when you see young players, you know, as we're, you know, as we're living in this baseball world right now of all these, all this youth movement going on. And we can sit here and, and talk about, you know, 20 to 30 young players, whether it's your Acuna's or your Soto's or whatever. When you see a guy like, Vladdy Jr. hit his third dinger in a game. Two of them off Max Scherzer, who's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Does that stuff change your hope, change your thought, or anything like that? Or do you just kind of say, oh, that's a young kid that was hot? Well, I don't think my thoughts ever really changed about Vlad Guerrero Jr. It was just more of a, it's going to take a bit for him to figure it out. I think kind of early on we figured that out. Mm -hmm. It just kind of seemed like he was streaky, and boy, was he heavy. And it was just like, he's going to need to get in shape. God, he's lost like 40 pounds. And he still looks pretty big, right? But I think it was just merely a, will he be able to put it all together? And the second he does, he's going to be terrifying. And this is almost like kind of the tip of the iceberg for that for him. Mm -hmm. Where it's still not perfect yet, but he's hitting very well this year so far. I want to say he's hitting like well over 350. I uh, could be wrong on that, but it's like, it's like, it's finally happening. And if it goes for the whole season, it's the, uh Oh, watch out. We've got ourselves another young stuff. Help, here. help, help. I need an adult. I need an adult. Well, I have an adult. It was his dad. He was amazing. You know, I, you know, I, I think I look at it and I just get down on two knees and look up at the heavens and pray to sweet, tiny baby infant Jesus that this is the future. That's what I hope. When I see it because... Is it just because you love him that much? No, no. Or are just talking about the players in general? I'm just talking... Well, when I see him do it, because I, I feel to an extent that he might be one of the few. Like, we see this... I feel like we go through this every single year. It's been a little different over the last couple of seasons. But in the six years we've been doing this show, Mike, I feel like... There's always some young kid that we get really excited about. Sure. And rarely do they actually pan out. I don't know if that's true. I think we've had... Really excited about Juan Soto, except for Juan Soto doesn't play baseball. What? Well, he's injured. Oh, okay. I mean, Juan Soto's amazing, though. Show me. You saw it in the playoffs I last some, year. I need some more. Well, you got you got plenty. And it's two years ago. You know Juan Soto. You got COVID on your brain. It's two years ago. Uh, was that? Oh, my God. 
You are correct. That's crazy. Thank you. I know I'm correct. Um, <laughs> I am 1080 the fan. <laughs> we've had it twice in the history of this show where we've said, here's the next crop, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I may, maybe I'm guilty of this. I'm just not remembering. I don't know of any players that I've fallen in love with that were young that didn't pan out. You know, I feel like there's been the two times where we were like, wow, we're here with the young guys. And that was, you know, at the start of the show where six years ago with trout and Machado and Harper and all those guys. Right. And we were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And now we're at it again. It started last year. Mm-hmm. Tatis came up mm-hmm. you had Vlad jr. And you had Bo Bichette and you had Ronald Acuna and you had Juan Soto and whoever else you want to throw in that list. And we've had that twice and both have led to very successful careers for most of those guys. Yeah. There has not been a lot of flame outs for guys that have had high potential. I guess I just want like 45 Mike Trouts in the league. Vladdy Jr. sitting 346. I'm looking at it right now. Seven homers, 19 reviews. 340. Oh, he must have struggled today. They were off off today. I'm not looking live stats because my live stat says he's batting 360. Oh, do they? I don't he didn't play today, so. So then that should be fine. ESPN says 346. So this says Mike Trout's batting 431. <laughs> I saw him get a single today where he hit Sup, it through dude. the shift so hard that they couldn't even touch Sup, it. Sup, dude. What's up? He's pretty good. Apparently that Angels offense is really good too, if they can only figure out the rest of their life. <clears throat> anyway, so it's just something, yeah, I know we like to keep track on the young kids, and just seeing that from Vladdy yesterday just made me want to, I don't know, check back in. I'm not pessimistic. I hope it doesn't seem that way. It does. It seems very much like you're unhappy with where these kids are at. And I'm like, are you watching the same sport that I am? I feel like I am impatient. Yeah. Is the better way to put it. Well, we knew that. That like, well, yeah. It's April and I want it to be July. And I'm kind of like, okay, all right. We're in, we're in the beginning of the season. Right. Guys are figuring it out. Yeah. I don't care. Just start smashing. <laughs> I want to see it. Bang, bang. Uh, so we'll keep eyes on that as as we always do. When we come up, I do want to slide over into Queens, New York, and talk about that other bad New York team, since I feel like uh, I always take shots at the other one. Uh, why are the Mets the Mets? We'll get there in the next, but first there's Joe with sports. Because of the Mets? This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 7.36 here, Portland Sports Leader, don't you forget it. Timbers Club America from Liga MX tipping off, kicking off, excuse me, right now. On Fox Sports 1. Champions League quarterfinals. We'll also keep you updated on the Blazer game as that advances. Top of the 8 o'clock hour is hitting down in Major League Baseball. We'll get to that. And also uh, fantasy. We'll touch a little fantasy here in 15 minutes. Uh, if you guys got any questions, feel free to throw them across the board. Although I think Mike and I got issues on our own accord. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy wa- baseball has been hard <clears throat> this year. It's it's been, it's been difficult, which I love. That's why I love fantasy baseball because it's the hardest fantasy sport. Looking you right in the eyes, NFL. Right in the eyes. Also difficult. Uh, no. Um, I want to ask this question that I kind of asked, but I'm going to ask it again. Okay. It's going to sound rhetorical, Mike, but it's really not because I am dying for an answer. Why do the Mets suck? <laughs> because they're the Mets. That's not a good answer. That's rhetorical. Um, 
I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a lot of Mets baseball this year. So in terms of this year, I think I've seen them two or three times. They're just not hitting. And that's the case around baseball, which, which we said we'll get to. But the Mets just aren't hitting. Like, that's my question. Why are they not hitting? They have hitters. I think it's a bit of a larger issue <clears throat> than just the Mets is that hitting is down across the league right now. So a lot of teams aren't hitting. A lot of teams have seven eighths or seven eighths, depending on what league you're in, seven ninths of your lineup are hitting like 230 and under. So the Mets are just falling victim to that. I'm kind of with you where I'm baffled because they have what looks like a good lineup, right? Where's Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Michael Francisco Lindor? Like, where are we? James McCann, where are we? I also wonder if maybe this, I'm just spitballing because it's, I don't think there is an answer to the question yet because it's only been three weeks. Damn it, Michael, I want an answer. Maybe it's the pressure. Did you ever wonder that for the first time in 20 years, the Mets are playing with the pressure of being good? And I and I wonder if that's having an effect. Like, it's, you know, that doesn't matter in the first two weeks of the season, but if you're not playing well, and, and the Yankees went through this in the beginning of the year as well, is it, it builds. You know, the Cubs went through this for four weeks. It builds. And then you finally have, like, that breakout game, and all of a sudden the pressure's gone and you become <clears> yourselves again. And the Mets just haven't had that breakout game yet. Uh, frankly, the Mets gave the Cubs their breakout game because they gave up 16 reps to the Cubs in that one loss that they had. But when you are expected to be good, when you are picked as a potential division winner and you start the year completely unable to hit, really inconsistently and barely above 500, you're going to feel the pressure. And I wonder if that's what's happening here. I don't, I don't know. You know, I kind of I kind of wonder if it's this. So the Mets have had I I don't want to say it's like a culture problem because it didn't seem that way like we haven't really heard stuff about the clubhouse being bad, but there's been a lot of outside noise with them. The Wilpons weren't great, obviously the Bernie Madoff stuff, and there's this kind of like you become habitual losers. Enter Steve Cohen. Mhm. Trade for Francisco Lindor. Got some young hot shots. Got the best pitcher in baseball. It's almost like everything right now is great. Yeah. And they almost don't know how to deal with it. That's Is that kind of not the same thing? Kind of, kind of. Although, I like, one is pressure. The other one is relaxing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, pressure is like, we expect you to be good. And some a lot of guys thrive on that. To where I wonder it's almost like complacency. Like, like an, oh, an expectation of it or something? Like, oh, we're supposed to be good, and we will be good. So I'll just, you know, go out there and swing at some pitches. I wonder and if... I'm supposed to hit the ball, so I will. I wonder Maybe if, a little level of arrogance uh, for the first time? Maybe, I don't know. I wonder, Francisco Lindor got booed today. He should. He's terrible right now. He's never been booed in Cleveland. Well, was he terrible hitting 192 in Cleveland? A couple times, yeah. <laughs> the pressure's different. It's New York. Oof, no the expectations he, are different. No wonder he wanted to sign that deal before the season. Then <laughs> I get paid. It's uh, it's, guess what? I actually kind of suck. No, he doesn't. I love that guy. It's very strange. Suck. I love you forever. Number twelve. That's my guy. I liked his red hair better than the blue. Anyway, I digress. Continue. You good? I'm good. 
You sure? Okay, I'm not good. I love this man. <laughs> I miss his smile so much. <laughs> it makes me feel so good when I see his teeth shining at me. Whatever, Jordan Luplo's the future. I also wonder if it's a manager thing too. Yeah, like, uh, well, I there's what's his name, Luis Rojas. Yeah, Is that his they, name? they need they need a big time he, manager. He kind of feels like a lame duck guy that yeah. was brought in because Beltran got fired, and he'll get fired, and Beltran will come in next year, <laughs> like what the Red Sox did. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, it seems to be working for them. It feels like they need a guy who can manage personalities and manage expectations. I yeah. I don't know anything about the Rojas guy, but maybe he's not the one. Either. They should go get Brian Cashman. That's worked uh, across the across the street. They tried to. No, I mean as a manager. They tried to. Oh. Dang. Actually getting the credit he deserves. Well, why would he go to the Mets when he has the Yankees? Because he'd actually get to be called the manager, which is what he does. Hmm. You're, you're getting better at this, Mike. Yeah. You're getting better at this. Well, it's because um, it's true. I hate <laughs> it, but it's true. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to reality. Yeah. Yeah, I do wonder if that's what it's going to take. And By I'll the way, the you, Mets are only a half game out of first place. I don't care. That team's not good. Okay? If, it, you know, this, it, it's like if you watch the Blazers and Dame averages, I don't know what he averages. Let's say he averages 27 a night. But on the nights that he scores 48 and 50, you lose every time. That's what they do with DeGrom. And that is just, that that should be illegal. Those guys should be in jail. Jacob DeGrom is literally climbing the charts of the greatest pitcher I've ever seen in my life. He is literally the greatest thing to ever happen in Major League Baseball. Maybe. Is that your Stephen A. Smith impression? No, it was. You got to uh, go more like that guy is no, the no, no. most amazing. It was uh, Rob Lowe from Parks and Rec. Oh, <laughs> um, I've been watching it recently, so that's kind of in ah. my head. His cadence and the literally, <laughs> this but, is the greatest sandwich I have ever had. But that's what I don't understand. And this happens. We saw this with Felix in Seattle. How is this a thing in New York? That's why I wonder if it's complacency. That if it's just like we're expected to be good, we're expected to win. Doesn't it? So kinda, I'm not gonna really try. Ole. Doesn't it kind of feel like dumb luck a little bit too? Like, I, I know it's been happening for a couple of years where it's almost like if it's bad luck for that many years, what's going wrong? But I mean, what are the effing chances that every time Degrom starts, the Mets can't hit? I had this this tweet today, and I had this thought: fantasy baseball. Stream the starter that's going against DeGrom every single start that DeGrom has. You're probably going to be in good shape. Get a quality start with no (laughs) runs given up. Yeah. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Step four, profit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. I think we should start doing it. It doesn't matter who's pitching against the Mets. Yeah. If DeGrom is starting, the guy's going to throw a seven-inning shutout. Yeah. And that's a new strategy. And I'm not into that. It makes me really, really angry. But I, I cannot fathom any realistic reason why the Mets can't hit when DeGrom starts. I can't fathom a real reason other than bad, stupid luck. Because sometimes when Felix would pitch like that and the Mariners couldn't hit, well, that's because the Mariners sucked and they had no hitters. Mm -hmm. Is it because the Mets suck and they have no hitters? (laughs) That's what I'm kind of wondering. Maybe Conforto's garbage. Maybe Lindor's overrated. Maybe Pete Alonso's a bust. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe Jeff McNeil's a one-year wonder. The, yeah, the, I don't know what to tell you, man. James McCann's a lot cheaper than JT Real Muto, but maybe you should have got JT Real Muto. Who's leading the way for the Mets this year? Probably some guy I've never heard of. 
Todd Frazier is probably the best player on the Mets. Uh, J.D. Davis. Okay, he's not bad. He's hitting 371. He's not bad. Oh, Brandon Nemo's hitting 345. But see, that's what I mean. Like, these guys are good and your good players suck. It's not going to help. Pete Alonso, 250. McCann, 231. It's Conforto, like CJ went three from 18 from the field, but Anthony Simons went six of six from downtown. Jeff McNeil, 204. Dom Smith, 203. Frankie Lindor, 203. Yeah. Yeah, no bueno. Nope. That's not so. Cool. I don't get. I don't get it. But I'm going to sit on this Degrom train until Degrom's not throwing baseballs anymore. The Mets have hit 15 home runs as a team. Jade Degrom has .31 ERA. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, you know who the Mets' best hitter is? Hmm. It's Jacob Degrom. That is also true. I'm He's actually kidding. not kidding. I know. Why he, don't I get points for that in fantasy? He has 462 batting average. Yeah. <laughs> he hit eighth the other day. He's six for 13. He hit eighth the other day and had two RBIs and a double. He's six for 13. Yeah. What? Let's go, dude. And he's 33. He's going to be 33 in two months. What's happening? That's my guy. That's my guy. He's fantastic. All right. We come back. I do want to dabble a little bit into uh, some fantasy as this kind of what we were talking about. Because as we're approaching a month in, I just kind of want to check in. And, you know, I don't like to do a ton of fantasy on the show, but I do like to check in a little bit. So we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner 1080 The Fan. Fantasy baseball is easy if you know what you're doing. Who's winning? What is occurring? Which player should be in your lineup card? I have today's forecast for you. Hot! And who should be sitting next to you in the dugout? We're going back to work on fundamentals. Fundamentals. In the middle of the season? This is the Fantasy Grind. Part of the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Some great texts coming in the fan text line, 503-250-1080. DeGrom's the new Felix. He'll win a Cy Young with eight wins. Uh, maybe Jake. I love the idea of calling DeGrom Jake because yeah. we all know him as Jacob. Uh, maybe Jake is a douche and his teammates are tanking his starts. That comes in from JR. <laughs> uh, and uh, I know this isn't necessarily a slight. I don't, think, I don't think DeGrom has a personality. He no. feels like a robot. I am robot. And I don't think this is a slight at DeGrom, uh, but a uh, little love for Danny Duffy. 0.39 ERA. Yeah, I that's saw that the other start. day. That's pretty good, and He man. says that's pretty good, and he's on a team that doesn't hate each other and their front office. And the Royals, first place, and playing quite well. Yeah, the American League Central is going to be really interesting to see which one of these fake, really good teams is actually good. I think the Royals might actually be good. I actually think they all suck. <laughs> It's like the NL East right now, where they all are under 500. No, but it's like the NL East, but people talk about it like it's the uh, AFC West. No, wrong. NFC West. My brain. You know how the NFC West, it's like, well, the NFC West is loaded. Arizona, the Rams, the Niners, the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, eh, I think all those teams are kind of, as my good friend Mike Lynch would say, eh. <laughs> wow. Well, well, now it's the AFC West because you got Mahomes, Herbert, and Carr. Teddy Two Gloves. And then Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves Bringing himself. up the rear. Look out. Here we go. All right. So I want to dabble a little bit in uh, some fantasy stuff. Michael, your initial reactions in your first month between the two leagues we were in uh, and just overall in general. Fantasy is hard this year. Uh, I've never actually found fantasy baseball to be too difficult. Mm -hmm. This year, it's a real struggle. And, and I why think, is that? I think it's because... So many players aren't hitting. Um, there's not a lot of offense right now. So I've had, I know, I know it's not just my team because I've, I've talked to a couple other people about this in different leagues. 
I want to say five out of seven days a week up until this week, my hitters have gone like two for 30 every day. And it's just dreadful offense. I'm like, oh, look at these good matchups that I have. And oh, like this guy's hitting better. 0 for 4, 0 for 4, 0 for 3, 1 for 3, 0 for 4, 0 for 4, 0 for 5, 1 for 3, 1 for 3. And I'm like, great. So my batting average is what? 210. And it's really pitching. Pitching is still good. Yeah. You know, and you know me. I mean, like, that's my bread and butter. That's always been your bread and butter. I've been pretty good with pitching. Now, is that the case for the team that you're playing, or does your team just suck? No, it's the case for a lot of teams, but it makes it kind of hard to follow your team and enjoy it because everyone sucks at the same time. It's like, it's it's baffling. Like, I had a day two days ago where I went, like, 10 for 34, and I was like, this is what it's like to have hitting? Yeah. And I was pumped to, like, follow my players again. But I've been mixing and matching, and it's... I don't want to drop guys too early in the season because you don't want to... I hate making that snap judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm on the border with Keston Hira right now on the Brewers. He was a keeper of mine this year. I was hoping he was going to get... I read an article to say to drop him the other day, and I was like, ooh, that's a little quick. Well, it's it's still April, right? Right. But I started benching him every day, and I'm just waiting to see if he gets it going, right? Um, The one day you bench him, he goes four for five with two dingers and six RBIs. In one of my leagues that happened, I I benched Glaber Torres yesterday, and he went three for five. (laughs) And I was like, oh, finally, you decide to hit. So it's it's early in the season where I don't want to overreact. Yeah. And I don't want to make a rash move where all of a sudden I dropped a great player. Like someone in our league dropped Denison Lamette oh. after he got hurt. I instantly grabbed him. He he got hurt immediately again. But me, it, me and Mike Yastrzemski, yeah. same thing. But it's one of those things where I'm like, you're dropping him already? Yeah. Um, I thought it was wild to drop Mike Yastrzemski. I saw that, and I, I even had to go on waivers, and I didn't know what my position was, but I was like, well, I'm going to grab that guy. Well, I'm on waivers for somebody right now that I'm not going to say just so you don't take him from me. But Oh, um, I know who you're going for. Okay. I, I opted to not. I was like, I don't need him. Oh. Who is it? Oh, I'd have to look. I looked at it the other day. It's not in Berkshire, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's in the other one? Yeah, I don't need that. My team's raking because oh, I've got it's a, it's a pitcher. Yeah, I don't need pitching because I've got this guy. I don't know. Nope, if I'm not that guy. Because <laughs> there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. I got that guy. Well, you and said I, your team's raking, but you don't need the pitcher. That's why I'm confused. Well, because my pitching is solid, dude. It's me, man. It's Charlie Morton. Oh, I did see. Oh, wait a sec. I have Charlie Morton on a team. Yeah, it's the other league. Somebody dropped him, and I'm I'm in waiver line. Oh yeah, and I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Um. So yeah, so it's it's just one of those things where don't I, I don't like giving up on players too early, but because of it, I'm kind of dealing with a lot of slumps early in the season, and it makes it hard. So I feel like it's it's you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you don't want to give up on somebody too early, but you don't want to fall too far behind because you were waiting for Keston Hero to hit his thirty home runs he's supposed to hit. Yeah, and and a lot of the struggles, honestly, and we're gonna get to this uh, at the top of the hour here. Uh, a lot of it, honestly, is batting average. <clears throat> okay? Yep. Jose Abreu, he's got 11 runs, 5 home runs, 17 RBIs. He's walked 11 times. He's batting 214. Yeah. And I'm just like, what do you want me to do with that? You know, he's a keeper. Like, he's the reigning AL MVP. Like, what on earth am I supposed to do about that? Marcelo Zuno, after keepers, my first pick in, the, in our keeper league. 186. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do here? Well, one of my higher picks, Tommy Pham. Dude's been trash this year. 
But do I bail on a guy because he's hitting 169? He's in an offense I think is going to be good. Right. People are dropping Kyle Lewis from the Mariners left and right. And I'm like, I can't do that. Right. That guy might be my future. He homered today. But I, I keep Anthony Rendon, 231. Mm -hmm. Michael Conforto, 233. Chris Bryant, 289. Thanks, bud. Six home runs. Thank you. And also uh, on a similar Ten angle. walks. Saves and holds have changed completely. If, you're, if your league is doing saves only, I cannot imagine. Well, we're in a league that's doing saves only. It is the most frustrating thing ever because there's like, what, four real closers in baseball left? Every other bullpen seems like a bullpen by committee, right? Karinchak for the Indians, for my team, mm -hmm. is a top 15 pitcher in fantasy. I know it's tough because they don't separate starters and relievers. Uh, he's got a .41 ERA. He has the same number of saves as he does holds. And I drafted him high because I was like, that guy's the closer of my team. And then Tito was like, nope. How about Amir Garrett on the Reds? Yeah. I drafted him. First of all, he has a 14.21 ERA because he's blown up a couple of times. But he, he wasn't even getting saves in the beginning of the year. And it's like, what are you what are you supposed to do with these people? Like, I had Ryan Presley from the Astros, right? I've got him on, on a league. He is their closer. And he actually has two saves in a row, which is nice. They weren't pitching him in save situations for most of the middle of the month. I'm like, what are you doing? I got you guys. I got him to be a closer. And your manager is old and curmudgeon and does things the old ways. And like, I'm happy he has a low ERA, but give me some saves, man. Give me some saves. Moral of the story, my friends. Hang tough. Be patient. But we are getting to the point now after one month. As this text says, as this text says, give it a few more weeks. Yes. We're at the end of the month. I always say by about mid to late May is when you start making those decisions. Because you just don't know. Some guys are cold starters to the year. Anthony Rendon is for sale. Is what I'm saying now. Okay. Also, the Angels are saying that as well. I need home runs. So if you want to trade me home runs, I'll I take just, I just want guys I can get behind. When Jordan Lou blows my guy, I'm out of here. Well, that's your own damn fault. Yeah, I know. Well, he's still playing well for the Indians. Uh, when we come back, uh, an interesting uh, stat line tweeted across from uh, Boog Shambi that we'd like to get into. Is hitting down? Is hitting up? Where does hitting sit this year so far compared to previous years? A loaded second hour. Don't go anywhere. Hot corner. Today, the fan. Oh.